have a mom, she might be the bomb But ain't nobody got a mom like mine Her love's till the end, she's my best friend Ain't nobody got a mom like mine Welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA by using pop culture references and real life stories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the shit show we call life. <laughs> this week, our pop cultural reference is every day you breathe, you make my life harder. So if you know what that is, feel free to comment on one of our social medias. Um, what a coincidence that we're considering this because our special guest today is my baby sister and the middle child, Taylor Page. <laughs> Welcome. It's Thanks. it's audio, so you're oh, gonna have to- I have to actually speak. Yeah, hello. Um, Great. Uh, so I couldn't think of anyone better to talk about punishment and reinforcement than Aunt TT because let me just tell you, she puts the middle in middle child and when i think back as we're like doing references or i'm looking at aba in general um it's always taylor that i i can like make the connection with in my parenting for the most part all it's not all negative most of it <laughs> so um so taylor tell us a little bit about yourself um i am taylor uh I have two little girls who are, one is almost seven and one is four. They keep me very, very busy. Um, I have my bachelor's in human services in psychology um, and I am a social worker. So I went down a different path than my sister <laughs> and my mother, but yeah, that's me. What, what else? Oh, um, I am... <laughs> I am your typical middle child. Um, I tend to go dark when something I've done that I think when I do something that I think my mother isn't going to like. Um, when I'm stressed, I like to buy planners and office supplies, which is not entirely my fault because it is a genetic condition that I inherited from my mother. Okay, yeah, so I'm supposed to be telling y'all about what's new with me. Well, surprise, I'm coming to you from my bedroom because my husband hasn't ordered an internet booster and the internet has to be all the way upstairs by the Xbox so that he has good connection. <laughs> Not that the fact that I work remotely 100% of the time and I need the good connection. So we are now in the bedroom. All right, so that's my interesting fact. Also, I'm still waiting to see if my articles are published and they're supposed to be submit responded in two days so i've refreshed my internet all the time but oh okay that's all I okay so interesting fact about me is i'm always worried about getting murdered <laughs> so in the back of my head in every single situation like i'm thinking about if i were to get murdered like or had the possibility of getting murdered i have like an out but what this might have done is so when the kids were little, we lived 18 hours from family. And this is in the 90s. And I had a little tiny like Dodge Neon that I would load up all of these kids. Well, there's only three. I act like I have like a passel. But so under the age of six, we'd get in this little Neon and we would drive 18 hours back home. And they would only stop. We would only stop if I needed gas. Now, a Neon 
can get really good gas mileage. So it was about four hours they would go without stopping. And everyone was so surprised that my kids were such good travelers. Well, that's because I told them that every time we stopped, there was just a bigger chance that they also would get murdered. So that is probably maybe not one of my best mothering experiences. Now, when I travel with my grandchildren, it's completely different because we stop for every Target or TJ Maxx that is in in the area. So that's my interesting fact. Which I think is funny because if anyone ever knows knows me, I pee all the time. Like I always have to stop and pee. In high school, one of the speakers wrote about how many times I either almost peed my pants or peed my pants. And I'm See, can I, definitely blame that on you now. Why? I taught you how to hold because, it. So well, you wouldn't get well, murdered. Well, no, I, mean, I, I go for hours driving. I yeah. try to make it as far as I can. Yeah. So that you don't get murdered. We'll stop on the side of the road and pee before we stop at a gas station. Yeah. Murdered. Murdered. Mm-hmm. You will get murdered. Oh, man. Okay. So now we're going to move on to It's All Relative, where we see how well, typically it's how well I know my mom and how well she knows me. However, because Paige is here, we're going to do a spin to it and see how well does she know her daughters and how well do we know our parents. So let's get started. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. Which daughter has been in more car accidents? Britt. Brit, yes. Brit, Brit. Even though Paige was in the worst car accident, I have been in more car accidents than. And I, I answered the phone for one of those while she was hanging upside down in a car and teasing her of, "No, you can't talk to mom and dad." No, she was no, I think that down. was the time she hit the pole. No, that was when she was hanging upside down in the field. No. Yeah, when oh I hit God. the pole, you guys were already on with walk- Taylor oh, or something. Yeah, I, on the phone. Are you sure you it were, wasn't when, were, Bella, when I pulled out in front and Bella was with me? Was that when you were talking? Oh, yeah. You you were going to see the, well, you were going to see The Da Vinci Code, so you now would never watch that movie because you thought it was a sign from God that you shouldn't <laughs> watch that movie. Yes. The telephone pole, your dad was at Wells Blue Bunny, is in Lamar's, Iowa, which is like a huge thing for him to get ice cream. And... We're talking to Taylor on the phone and she's like, some dumbass <laughs> just, just hit, a hit a pole and knocked out all the power in the entire town of Terrell. Across now, the school buses, everything, power lines mm-hmm. hanging down. They had it was to a reroute, big day. reroute traffic in the, the four semis. <laughs> the four semis. Anyway. Okay. So okay. Britt is that one. Yes. I'm correct. Okay. Yes. Next question. Okay. Which daughter worked at Taco House first? That would be Britt. She lasted for four hours, I think, and then was like, I'm never working there again, but then went back. Am I right? Was it me? I felt like it was, I thought it was Taylor for some reason. Oh, it was me. It was me. Yeah, it was Taylor. Okay. Yeah. And then I tried and lasted for four hours and then went back. Okay. So I got one right. Okay. Next. Okay. Uh, Which daughter has or has had more piercings? (laughs) like okay total piercing Uh i would say brit yeah yep Mm -hmm. yeah -hmm. we're not gonna talk about that next question (laughs) (laughs) next question question. all right 
Which daughter got sent to a detention in high school for fighting with their sister? Oh my god. That would be Taylor. Yes. Um, <laughs> my daughters got into a fist fight. But it wasn't my fault. In PE, uh, they were freshmen and no, senior. No, why the senior was in a freshman gym class is still beyond me. Yep. And the teacher liked Brittany better. So I'm the one that got sent to the office. Got a call. Your daughters have been fist fighting. <laughs> Well, okay. So, yeah, it was probably my fault. But that's not the first. So, fist fighting is if you have boys and you think fist fighting is just a boy thing, you should have raised Taylor and I because there was one time we were fist fighting and dad tried to pull us apart and he ended up underneath us while we were Never still fist again. fighting. Well, and then <laughs> you would think it would end as we become adults. However, the last time I was home, and we were up in Iowa. We were fighting over some cookies, and I accidentally punched my sister in the face and broke her glasses. Yep. But I still got the cookies, so that's really all that mattered. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> so okay. Um, the last one. Oh, which daughter has more common sense? So this is funny because I asked your dad this, and he's like, well... If it was alone, if they were dropped off on an island, I feel like it was would be Brit. But if they were dropped off in the middle of like a city, it would be Taylor because um, Taylor can hustle, and so I feel like she would find her way out. <laughs> so yeah. common sense, I would say Taylor. Brittany has the book smarts, and I have the street smarts. That's how we're gonna put it. <laughs> I feel like I could make sure that we survive on an island with no, like, yeah, yeah. but if I was in a city, it's all her. Yeah, no. So, yep. Yeah, we, we had that discussion. Okay, so I got three out of five. Are you keeping track? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Uh, so now, how well do you know your parents? I asked your dad these this morning, so we'll see how you know. So which parent is most likely to yell? mom (laughs) those listening taylor just looks straight at mom yeah that's my octave that's my octave that's just how i talk you're right uh which parent is most likely to bail you out of jail not mom (laughs) i think okay just from life experience my quotation air marks i think it is mom Nope, Taylor no, knows. Not Taylor mom. Can, Taylor can prove I can that vouch one. for that. Vouch for so that one. Maybe it depends on the parent. Maybe it depends on the maybe situation. Maybe it depends on the kid. Or the kid. Yeah, I feel like I would call mom before I would call dad. Like I feel like oh, dad yeah. would yell at me more. You can call mom all you want. It doesn't mean she's going to do anything though. <laughs> okay, but I'm 33 and I still haven't used my get out of jail free card. So That's I feel. True. Yeah. Okay. Which parent is most likely to keep a secret? Mom. Mom. Yeah. Your dad. Dad didn't last. Yesterday, dad didn't last about two seconds. He's like, you got to tell your mom something. Yeah. So like, don't don't tell your dad anything. I, well, so I keep secrets just so I don't have to hear about it from your father is really what that goes to. There was, um, there's been several instances. One, one of my favorite was (laughs) when one of my daughter's, got an illegal tattoo and that was not me yeah that was definitely me she was paralyzed paralyzed mind you she turned 16 she takes her little 
walker or whatever it is to get her little body into a tattoo shop, tells them she's 18. They give her a tattoo and she tells them that she's going to bring back (laughs) her ID. Well, when she didn't bring her back her ID, she panicked because she thought the tattoo parlor was going to turn her in. (laughs) So she told me and we kept that secret from her dad for oh, what how long two long years time. like until she was 18 we did not tell him she had a tattoo that her crippled body had gotten the first day she had freedom okay so yeah, yeah me okay yep. next well you're asking the questions oh yeah which <laughs> parent <laughs> which parent is most, more likely to be late mom you mom yeah. Because dad has to be there, and I, I inherited this trait from him. We have to be there 15 minutes earlier. We'll just leave. It's done. <laughs> we're, we, it's too much nerve-wracking experience for us. We cannot be a part of it. Oh, wow. yeah. So we have what's called a travel day. So <laughs> if we're traveling at all, nothing else can be planned on that day for my father. No. It's a travel it's day. It's a travel day. Travel day. Travel day. It's a travel day. And when he goes into work at noon, he can't do anything. No. Nope. Because he has to work at noon. He'll yep. be there at 11. Yep. Got to be there at 11. You don't know what's going to happen. You never know. No. Nope. Why would you even fly? <laughs> We're, We're going to have to have him on sometime to defend himself. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'll leave for somewhere an appointment and he'll be like, what time is the appointment? It's 11 and I'm leaving at 1045. It's a five minute drive. He's like, oh, you're no. going to be late. You're going to be late. No. Okay. Which parent is more likely to talk to strangers? Dad. Dad dad we can make we can make friends like we could be in the line at a store just waiting to check out and he'll be talking to these people like he's known them for eight years and he's been invited to their wedding he's been invited to their <laughs> dad's fe- i mean it's just crazy never met yeah. a guy nicest guy he's ever met which insurance company is that that does that commercial <laughs> oh yeah that your dad all of those things uh-huh. now i am the pillows on the couch like there's a lot of throw pillows yes but your there dad is talking to strangers yeah, yeah. For sure. and helping them out in a store that he doesn't actually work in yeah, yeah so brit you th- i think you guys got all five of them right okay mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i think you're ahead in the game we are it. ahead in the game we <laughs> i am ahead in the game <laughs> okay now it's time to go to class and learn something. So I think the next set of concepts that we need to go over are going to be this punishment and reinforcement. I talk, We talk about this all the time in class. Every time I'm in a class, we go through this. And it seems so simple, but every single class needs a refresher on it. And so Britt picked out two articles that are in the show notes that I want you both to check. I want you to check out both great articles, but Britt, to be honest, I'm going to need a little rat to human translation. Cause anytime like it's about animals and then I'm supposed to like apply those principles. I can't like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So you need some translational research happening. I do. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I love a good rat study. And I keep asking my husband if I can get a rat or a gerbil or something that I can train. No. And he keeps saying no. No. (laughs) He also, Mr. Big Talker, I'm going to get in trouble for this, Blizz told me I couldn't shock rats. So I couldn't do any research where I shock them. No, that's like animal cruelty. Cruelty? Well, I mean, if IRB approves it, it can happen. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. So reinforcement. 
They are, so this is one of the words in when we're translating from ABA to layman's term, simple reinforcement and punishment just happen after a behavior or a response in order to increase future behavior. So it just depends on the future behavior. So did that increase the future behavior or did it decrease the future behavior? For example, maybe someone tries to leave the house in the middle of the night and then they come back in and they pretend like they're getting their laundry so they don't get yelled at and they don't get yelled at. So there is some negative reinforcement because leaving the house still happened, but they were able to avoid being yelled at. So technically, checking laundry would be the behavior there. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, so when we're looking at punishment, it is just decreasing a behavior. And it can be a positive behavior too. So let's say you're trying to get... So let's say that you don't follow the my kids don't need to hug relatives rule and you want your kids to hug all your relatives or want to force them to hug their grandma. And (laughs) they they have to hug me. They have to hug her. So forcing them to hug, if they don't do it independently, you making them hug is a punishment for hugging you because it would decrease in the future. So it's sim- it's so simple of increasing or decreasing a future behavior. And then you get into, I wish I had my chart I could draw for you. I'll hold it up. But uh, positive and negative. So positive is simply putting something in the environment. So for reinforcement, it could be, yeah. Do you want to sh- try to think? Well, okay. So okay. in every class, they talk about, I have a headache. I take aspirin. Mm-hmm. So is that, that would be a positive no it's removing mm-hmm. the headache so it's positive punishment no it wouldn't be punishment though yeah so it's because positive removing- because you're yeah positive because you're putting in the medicine and punishment because you're decreasing your headache yeah see like and then i start thinking about it and then i really can't define it at all because then it like just gets too jumbled too yeah everything Yeah. So, and then negative is just taking something away. I can't think of a family one right now. I should have, but negative reinforcement would be if you walk into a loud room and somebody asks to turn down the music and you turn down the music. So the next time they walk into the room, they say, turn down the music. So you've increased their request to turn down the music by removing the music from the environment. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So in the opposite end, if they, walk, mud. Clear as mud. if they walk into their room and start screaming and um, blocking their ears and you turn off the music, you're actually increasing their tantrum behavior by removing from the environment. So that is negative, <laughs> negative reinforcement because you remove the music that increases the tantrum behavior. Oh, my gosh. Like, I know it's not that hard, but for whatever reason, like it just, when I start thinking about it too much. So I just put, if it's taking away something, no matter what, I just negative. And then I just look at it and think, oh, well, it's a punishment. Or if it's, if it's something positive, then I, which I know is not right because positive <laughs> and negative don't work that way. Well, and it's really how you look at it. So I was, I teach advanced concepts and we went over this the other night and it was rain. <laughs> 
What so was they it? use, it was rain was the example. So they right. put up an umbrella in the rain. So a lot of students thought that was a reinforcement because the rain, it blocks the rain. But if they're already in the rain, they want to escape the rain or remove the rain. They put the umbrella in the environment. So that's positive and the rain is removed. So it's negative or it's punishment. It's a punishment. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, okay. It's reinforcement well, not punishment. It's positive right. punishment because you put in the, because in the future you'll use the umbrella. So it's about that future behavior. So you're going right. to increase your umbrella usage. So it's reinforcement positive reinforcement because you want to escape the rain and you increase your future behavior. So this is where ABA and I tend to get very like have some hard feelings about one another because it seems like it should not be that difficult, but it is. But anyway, is. let's okay. talk about, so, yeah, let's move rats. on from you that. want to talk about rats? Yeah. Can we talk okay. about rats really quickly? <laughs> quickly. Yes. So the article I chose was resurgence of target behavior suppressed by a combination of punishment and alternative reinforcement by Nolling colleagues in 2019. Um, so I chose this one because I get asked about resurgence and spontaneous recovery all the time. Um, and resurgence is simply the reoccurring of the behavior or the relapse to previous behavior. And then your DRA, so your differential reinforcement of an alternative behavior, is that replacement behavior. So what they found in this article, which was interesting, goes against our ethics because what they ended up finding with the rats um, and the lever, lever pressing and then there was a nose prick was the punishment, um, was that resurgence of the target behavior occurs when an alternate reinforcement is discontinued following that extinction. But following it without alternative reinforcement doesn't cause that resurgence. So our ethics say we always have to have a replacement, something that we're increasing and using right. reinforcement for. But research says behavior is more likely to have a resurgence if we use alternative reinforcement and punishment versus just punishing the behavior. So that was interesting. So what's that like? So put that in like real life, not rat talk. Um, so let's say we are doing, we're trying to decrease aggression and we've realized that it's because they want attention from their teacher during Okay, let's pull it back to the family. So let's say we want to decrease mine and my sister's fighting behavior. <laughs> so we want to decrease aggression. And, and so we pun we have that punishment for aggression or that extinction. So it's for attention. So y'all play and ignore the fighting. But when we're sitting in, take Try us that. back. But to cooperative play, you give us reinforcement. So right. you're reinforcing that cooperative play and ignoring us fighting. Okay. Okay. So then let's say it's been a month or so and we stop fighting. And so we no longer engage in that aggression. And because you think that that behavior is done being targeted, you now don't even reinforce us when we are 
playing cooperatively. Right. Well, what's going to happen is we're going to start fighting again because we're going to try to see that schedule of reinforcement if we can get your attention again from fighting. Okay. That makes more Where, sense. Yeah. Whereas if you just punished, like planned, ignored the fighting and didn't give any attention to it, it's more likely to decrease and not come back because you're not having to remove anything extra from that treatment package. So in real life, though, if you ignore the fighting, someone ends up with like a broken leg or something. But you just let that happen because <laughs> we're supposed to be following. It happened once. Once. <laughs> one broken so, leg. That's all it, leg. <sighs> all it takes. Um, so technically, yeah, you that's what you would do. But if it so you're not going to do that on dangerous behaviors. Right. You're just going to have to. So ethically, you you should be you wouldn't allow if you were clinic setting or home setting as um, a behavior analyst, you wouldn't allow a self-injurious behavior to continue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just yeah. interesting because it does, it goes against kind of, right. not kind of, but it goes against that ethics of what are we reinforcing if we're using punishment. Right. So basically in layman's terms, if we're going to just break it down for us that, have to somehow take a test by the end of this year. Reinforcement and punishment are how we are going to increase mm-hmm. and decrease future behavior. Yes. The key is future behavior. Future behavior. Yep. So you so need to know what that future behavior is. Right. And how do we determine future behavior? Pop quiz. Like we watch them. It's all about that observation. So we don't know if it's attention until we find the data because you need that data to identify what it is. Exactly. We can't, we can have a hypothesis, but without the data, we Mm -hmm. can't provide an intervention that's going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to change this up a little bit because um, Taylor and I have so Taylor started the, the best part about this is Taylor started her ABA program. Didn't you like yeah. how many classes did you take one? No, no. I she got one. to seven, seven, 11. Cause so, she got to the class that I used to teach. Yeah. So she took a few classes in ABA because we were trying to, you know, raise this whole family ABA thing and decided that ABA was maybe not your calling. I'm a social worker. She likes to talk about <laughs> she likes to talk about feelings and fixing people with like hugs and things. I guess is what social work is, right? Is it? Uh, sure, not exactly, but <laughs> so we Taylor and I talked about some different some different examples of what we think is punishment and reinforcement, and we want you, Britt, doctor, to uh, tell us what they are. And kind of explain okay. how that how that works is what our plan is. So, Taylor, your okay. first story. Hold on, I'll oh, only okay. agree to this if Taylor then tells me what a social worker does because okay, I don't know what a social worker does. <laughs> so okay, story. okay, go for it. Sounds good. Okay, okay. So I never wore my seatbelt when I was younger, um, and mm. then when I was fourteen, as we all remember, I was in a very bad car accident where I was ejected from the vehicle because I didn't have my seatbelt on. Now I wear my seatbelt everywhere. So what is that? Besides punishment. Seat- <laughs> it's punishment because you're decreasing your, you're avoiding getting in an accident 
and it's positive because you're putting on your seatbelt. So positive punishment. Punishment. Yep. Okay. Because it's decreasing the not yeah. wearing. Of Wait, the hold on. Right? Yeah. Because she always has her seatbelt on now. So it decreased yeah. the not wearing. It's like double negatives. So she, it decreased the non seatbelt. So she wearing. put her seatbelt on to avoid yes. getting in a car accident. Yes. So it's positive punishment. Yep. Okay. There you go. So, yeah, exactly. Pop quizzes aren't fun. Oh are man, they? no. Not fun. So I love that. I need my whiteboard. So I do feel like Taylor has done positive things in her life because I feel like this episode comes off a little bit. <laughs> like Taylor. Because I'm not a doctor. It's yeah. Fine. That's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's not, but it's fine. So it comes across that Taylor a little bit negative. She did do good things. Like there were some positive things. But so the next example I have <laughs> is Taylor, third grade, I believe was the year that it started. Uh, she, she got sent to the principal office all the time. So she would get in trouble and she would get sent to the principal's office. The problem was that she loved the principal's office. First of all, she didn't have to be around other children because other children didn't do exactly what she wanted to do. Plus, she loved the school secretary. So she got to sit in with the school secretary. And every day, she would know exactly what happened in that entire school. So it's a very small school anyway. So she would come home and be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so got in trouble. I'm like... You got in trouble. <laughs> you were in the principal's office. So going to the principal's office, what was that? Okay. So her motivation is to go to the principal's office. Uh -huh. yes. What ha What was the SD? Was it during a certain class or? Oh, it didn't matter. <laughs> as long as I could go there. Okay. School. So you don't have school. Oh, school. School, school was the SD. SD. Okay. <laughs> Motivation is going to the principal's office. The SD is school. The behavior is what did you do? Which I mean, it just to depended. Get, well, most of it was, I think that One report. Time I threw rocks at a girl. Yeah, whipped a girl <laughs> in the head with a rock. I don't okay. think you whipped her in the head. Or um, I just asked to go. Talked like was like I don't want to do this. Non non compliance and like issues you just wouldn't listen okay so it's a reinforcement because your mo is to access the principal's office okay. and it increased your future behavior when you got to go to the principal's office and it would be it's hard to say positive or negative if i know what i don't know what it is i'm guess i'm thinking positive because you put the principal's office into the. Paper. So that's what I thought it was negative because she was removed from the classroom. So she was removed from the SD. So the it's a SD timeout. Because yeah. Like I think they probably were using it as a timeout. Like. Or just letting me go. Because or they, they just didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> or so they I would say negative. Yeah. Negative reinforcement. So and for the teacher who just didn't want to deal with the child. She was removing the child from her classroom. Yeah. So then it would be negative punishment or was it negative it's, reinforcement? It's reinforcement if she kept doing it. Yeah. So it's all about that future behavior. It's not about the um, in the moment behavior. Yeah. So future behavior would be negative okay. uh, reinforcement. 
So Can this, we just put a full disclosure that I am now a successful adult and a loving mother? <laughs> I just want to add that in there. Okay, that, that ties into our next story. So you give Brittany the next example of how your, uh, your child, oh. yeah, the mothering. So <laughs> my youngest daughter, who's four, um, is like the whole class is just, they, they're feeding off each other. They're wild. Um, and she's picked up some negative behaviors or possibly led the whole entire class in engaging in these negative behaviors. But either way. She's a leader. She's going to be a very strong leader someday. Um, so either way, Hattie was sent to the office and they would call me to come get her. Well, Hattie's has some attachment issues. Hattie's favorite thing to do is be at home with me. Um, so that punishment that gets her out of school sends her home with me. So I'm assuming this also fits into what we're talking about. Yeah. So it, they think it's a punishment, but it's actually a reinforcer. And there would be negative because we're moving from the environment. So negative. if you went in and talked to her, like just not remove her, that would be a positive reinforcement if she kept doing it. So it okay. can be the same. It just depends on what's happening. So what is that? What's happening to the environment? Is something being removed from it? So Hattie, or is something being added? So if you go in and talk to her. Yeah. So there, so when she just goes in and talks to her, but doesn't take her home, then it's, it's still. If she keeps doing it, it's positive. So she's still even Taylor showing up is positive. Yeah, positive reinforcement if she keeps doing it in the future. I like I think our next episode has to have some positive parenting because honestly, everything we talk about well, is like Okay. Let's talk about positive and reinforcement with any biting behavior. Okay. One, this is a great behavior to break into last week's antecedent manipulations right. or antecedent problems, but if a kid keeps biting you, why are you putting your hand close enough to be bitten? Like, I don't understand that. It is almost like, in, and I'm not there in person, and this is a family member, so full disclosure, I don't treat anything. But don't put your hand where it can get bit. <laughs> I, that is I so easy. I ask them, like, what are you doing to let her bite? Like, where, where what is your body position that she yeah. is biting you? Has like, anyone so asked you the, why your kid's biting, though? Let's be honest. Is she a carnivore? She what? is a carnivore. Um, don't blame her. It's in the environment that determines behavior. Behavior is determined. So let's look at that environment as a whole. This needs a hug. But full, the way, full disclosure, my child's also in therapy, so I am <laughs> taking care of this. It is. It's So actually, I think here's your human connection, Anissa, mom, whatever I'm allowed to call you on this thing, um, for, in, for alternate re DRA and punishment is... Mm -hmm. Instead of punishing that behavior as they think they're doing right. in the classroom and reinforcing, I don't think they're actually doing it, but we all know she needs that positive praise and everything. Yeah. Just remove the ability for it to actually happen. So then there's no contact with reinforcement. So don't right. put your hand where it can get bit and then you won't because reinforce the biting yeah. and then the biting will decrease. It's yeah. simple. She also just needs, like, 
you know, like it's tiring though. Like I'm not with her. Well, I will be with her this summer. She's coming to grandma camp, but and Auntie B camp, does, which I'm super excited. And Auntie B camp. Oh yeah, there will be a lot of. It's gonna be a great transition back home. Yeah, but she just loves that positive praise, and so I think that's the other thing. Like just remembering as a parent in general especially if you're like having a day, it's hard to just continue to be like, Oh, thank you for sitting for three seconds. Even though you've, you know, tore my entire house, like ripped paintings off the walls. But that's what gets her out of that. And that, yeah, it's just like, Oh, thank you. Thank you for not by, thank you for biting me softly. (laughs) That was so nice. You didn't actually, there's no, you didn't break skin. Thank you. Uh, Well, and I think, and I don't think it's necessarily it has to be socially mediated, which like is praise. Right. When she's engaging in activity, she does good. I'm like she stays on activity, transition. right? It's transitions. Yeah, transitions. Okay. But so the second article that I don't think we're gonna have time to go over today, but I want people to read it is on um, FCT and NCR, which if you nice. haven't heard the first episode, I don't believe in NCR right. because everything is contingent on something. But for her, and in this article, when an individual is engaged with something else or something that they want have motivation for, they're less likely to engage in that problem behavior. So if you have her doing an activity, and then you don't even have to say, hey, I like how you're doing the activity. Ask her a question. Hey, what color are you coloring? Things like that, which I think is more natural. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be specific praise. It can be any type it's of just attention. the engagement in yeah. the attention. Yeah. It's no, like that's when, probably true. It's like when her sister is always telling us how pretty we are and that she loves us and wants a hug. Like she right. just wants some attention, but she knows how to functionally ask for it. Right. Whereas sure the other one. good about it. Yeah. <laughs> she also loves to like, she loves. You are so pretty today. You are. You are. I love you. That's why. Yeah. So she seeks it appropriately, yeah. whereas the other one doesn't seek it appropriately right now. Um, but she will eventually if the teachers would stop letting her bite them. <laughs> yes, I'm blaming the teachers. No, you're be- not. They I am. Be- behavior is determined. It's determined by our environment. Put her in an environment that's successful. I mean, Huey is very successful at getting his own popsicle. Because I allowed the environment to get him some popsicles. <laughs> when he leaves the freezer door open yeah. across the entire. That's yeah. a whole different story. Yes. So, okay. I have okay. one more for you. Um, yep. I feel like at some point in the transition from mom to grandma, I might've lost a little bit of my edge. Might've. <laughs> I'm a lot more, a lot more warm and fuzzy as grandma. So I do allow my grandkids to boss me around way more than I would have ever, ever allowed my own children to like, tell me what to do. But I do have like a huge, huge problem with bad manners. So I do try to remind them that uh, they can't just demand me to do things. So especially mornings, let's just be a hundred percent honest. I don't like being woke up with like, get me this, do this, fix this, whatever. What like, is that? I, yeah. No idea. Huey, Huey. <laughs> the other ones have been trained or shaped or however you want to do that. So if they want to, they want something and ask me in like a, not a very nice way. I do tend to ignore that until they sit or 
quietly or say, please, not all the time, but what I'm trying to do is get them to have an alternate behavior instead of an aversive behavior or the demanding one, right? Yep. So you would be doing a DRA with extinction. Um, so if you're, even if you're sitting at the table, like coloring with them and he says, go get me popcorn and you just keep coloring. Which he does. Yes. Get me popcorn. And you keep coloring. So you don't change anything in the environment. That's extinction. Okay. Uh, and the DRA is when he says, please, can I have popcorn? And you're like, yeah, you know, popcorn. And you give him the popcorn. So that's or the breakfast DRA. Candy. Breakfast or candy. breakfast candy. Yeah. But the thing about extinction and what people really have a hard time with is you can't change anything in the environment for extinction. So even though you want him to ask nicely, you just keep coloring. Um, so you don't say you need yep, to you say don't please. Mm-hmm. Because that turns into a, um, a positive... It's a positive punishment because you're trying to decrease the manners. But if you're trying to increase manners, it's a positive reinforcement. So, so it just depends on how you write it. Too. Yeah. So that is the thing too. Like when I look at a goal for um, someone I'm observing that I'm not related to. And uh, when I have done some like very limited direct, it's really hard. I think one of the hardest things I see in, therapist and in myself is that plant is it planned ignoring or mm-hmm. even like saying a name or anything that's giving that reinforcement when we're not trying to reinforce even though it doesn't feel like a reinforcement to me so like if I said Huey say please I like I don't think that I'm putting another man putting on an him, element right? yeah yeah but I am adding that element that is taken away from what I'm trying to extinct Correct. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So in that NCR article, which will be in our show notes, it's um, the NCR condition, which is just hilarious. So the baseline condition is just him in a hallway. Um, so it's a kid who um, has repetitive behavior on a door. So the baseline is just him in the hallway with the door that he can um, engage with for the stereotypy. But the NCR, they say, is just like baseline, but there's toys there. That's not NCR. They're, the contingency is access to toys. Right. So they're saying it's NCR, but it's not. Um, and so what this found out, like I said before, is when he was engaged with another activity, the stereotypy was down. But right. think of when you're bored or when I click my pen all the time or I fidget or something. Right. Because I'm bored. Well, I'm non-behavioral, but I need something to engage in. Define bored. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see that in real life. I'm not perfect. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's perfect. (laughs) I fail a lot. Do we need to go back to my fail? So after our first episode, Mom was like, you're very self-deprecating. You need to be a little more positive. More positive. I'm, need to have positive. I'm struggling with that right now. This life um, is hard. Okay. So that does, that does explain it a little bit more. I think too, though, it will always be one of those things like when I'm on, when I'm doing the test or when I'm having that conversation, like I have to like still like process it in my brain. 
Yeah. Well, and I do too. So as you can tell how I stumbled through some of it, yes, mm-hmm. I am a teacher, but I still have to sit and think through it just right. for a moment. And it's almost like I have to write it out to, to understand that concept. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You might have a mom, she might be the bomb, but ain't nobody got a mom. So end of class review. As you remember, uh, mom in this time page is going to provide me with a score. It's one, I will find a different teacher. Two, <laughs> you don't, <laughs> you didn't yell at me. Three, it could go either way. Four, good thing I taught you well. And five, I love learning from my daughter slash sister. So which okay. score would you get? So I think for this one, this I would probably say it could go either way because I'm not entirely sure I understand the concept, but I don't necessarily know if it's the way you taught me. (laughs) It's that the concept for me, for whatever reason, this is so hard. I just don't even understand why it's so hard. So, and again, I'm always giving extra points because you didn't yell at me. So that's kind of where I'm at. Now, Taylor, since you come from mental health and ABA don't always get along, what what do you think her score no, should be? Oh, I'm just glad she didn't yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah again. <laughs> and do you think you're ready to jump back into ABA? I actually love ABA, but <laughs> not my path. I mean, maybe someday, but That's not okay. right now. Okay. We need well, more social workers that get along with BCBAs, so I'll take yes. it. Or yes. more BCBAs that get along with social workers. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that wraps it up for another episode of Teaching My Mother ABA. So head over to our Facebook and Instagram at knowledge.now dot solutions. Look at me knowing all that. (laughs) Check out all of the events we have going on in May. I, Britt was like super excited. That's me. That's so exciting. Uh, From CEUs to mentorship to some curriculum development, which honestly, I I can't do like the excited scream, but I am super excited about the things we have coming in May. This has been like the dream from the start of KNOW. Two years. Two Two years years in the making. We're so excited. Don't forget to sign up for our Be In The Now Patreon to access some really cool free things. And thank you to KNOW Behavioral Solutions for sponsoring Teaching My Mother ABA and for Pretty Easy Podcast for trying to make us sound good. (laughs) And remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA. (laughs) 